Hey guys! Welcome to the new episode of Demento Podcast! Yay! Yay! We're back! We're back again! Back and as lazy as ever. What was our last episode? Better than ever. What? What was our last episode? <laughs> our last episode was on the Mackenzie House, which you guys seem to enjoy a lot. Right. So we're back with another one. You know at what? What? It's been so long since we last recorded that I legitimately don't remember our last recording session. <laughs> it was right before we went to Black Creek. Our episode today is on Black Creek Pioneer Village, which was so great. We had a chance to, to go on the uh, Black Creek Pioneer Village Ghost Tour mm-hmm. with Dana. Yeah. Dana was our tour guide. And she was amazing. So so we had a chance to go around the village in a in a group of people with Dana as mm-hmm. our our little ringleader there and oh boy was it ever fun. I, I feel like we should not be in the line. This one's okay. Is. We're like maybe we should go stand over where the other people are standing. Over there? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. We wander that way. Kenzie with the flashlight going off. Okay. <laughs> Black Creek Pioneer Village opened in the 1960s with a combination of a few buildings that were built on this land and then others that were relocated here from other areas in the GTA and Ontario. Now much of the area's past has unfortunately been lost to history. It currently stands just north of land that was once uh, here on Wendat Village, but sadly much like a lot of the history from the Indigenous peoples in the area, it's often forgotten. So we don't have a lot of information and stories from that time, from the mid to late 15th century. The first European settlers to live on this land was the Stong family. So Daniel Stong was brought from Germany to Pennsylvania as a nine-year-old boy, but his family left the United States in 1800 because there was promise of ample farming land up here in Upper Canada. So they came here, they began to succeed. Daniel went on to serve in the War of 1812 Fortunately, he survived his service. He then met and fell in love with Elizabeth Fisher, and they got married, and she had inherited this wonderful family piece of land, and they moved onto the land and began to build their first home. They worked tirelessly, they cleared the land, and they built a small, and I am not using that word lightly, a very small log house where they lived with their family for 16 years. So in this small log house, they raised seven children, Finally, when Elizabeth was pregnant with the eighth child, that was the tipping point and they decided it was time to expand and they built a larger second home for their family where they continued to live for many years and in fact many Stong family members are still buried on this site. You've been to Black Creek Pioneer Village before, right? Yes, when I was a lot younger, so I didn't remember. Especially when you go to the village at night, it's totally different than oh what it God, is during yeah. the day. I've never been to the village like during the day. I've never been to that one. I've only ever been to Upper Canada Village, which is just on the other side of Kingston. But I really like, just in general, even outside of the paranormal aspect of our podcast, I love Pioneer Villages so yeah. much. They're so super much cute. fun. They're really cute. You get to like actually interact with the history yeah. of this province. And like all of the actors are in character and they mm-hmm. stay in character for the most part. They're very dedicated. Yeah. For our ghost tour, they didn't have any of those people around. No, no. So like when you enter the building, it's 
quiet mm-hmm. except for like the creaking of everyone going to walk in and yeah stuff like that but um everything's empty although there was a larger version of an escape room happening yeah so we kept seeing people like in cloaks walking around in the darkness and masks and they're just they have these <laughs> these white masks on yeah and they've got cloaks and they're carrying like legit lanterns yeah and it's like what and then every every now and then from the people that were participating in this escape room thing mm-hmm. you would just hear a large group of people start to fucking scream yeah it really added to the atmosphere of yeah it did even yeah. though it was completely unrelated yeah but <laughs> it was really creepy yeah so how did you feel when we got there like we got there and they were setting up for the the escape room thing so we got yeah. the wrong line originally yeah they're setting up for the escape room yeah. oh my god kenzie and the fucking flashlight <laughs> They gave us mini flashlights to for the start of the tour, <laughs> and I just like I had to click it. Kenzie wanted to keep the flashlight. Yeah. I I wouldn't if they hadn't done a count of the flashlights at the end. I wouldn't be surprised if Kenzie had attempted <laughs> to steal her flashlight. Well, it had the little ghost walk logo on it. I didn't really feel much in the first building we went in, even though she said that. Didn't she say that's like a really haunted one? I don't remember the... F- oh, the first the one. The one that yeah, with the rope. Yeah, the she said that basically their... The it was boys. rope would swing back and forth. It was teenage forth. boys. Yeah. It was the teenage boys. Well, they think it's like a, a young... Young boy. Because it was the, the teenage boys had the experience in there. Mm-hmm. I agree. I didn't really feel anything there. That one was more um, atmospheric. Um, it was. It oh, was heavy in there. Yeah. But I like... I, I didn't feel that uncomfortable. I think part of that building is just... It's very old. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, we talked about that with Mackenzie House, too, where just the age um, and the weight of the history behind the home and the location and everything kind yeah. of plays into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, I agree. I didn't really feel anything in that one. Um, and I definitely didn't feel anything just walking through the village. There were only a handful of houses that I was no, like... No, I felt totally yeah. comfortable walking yeah. through the village. Although I'm kind of disappointed that we didn't get to go into the halfway house. Yeah. I wanted to go in there so bad. I wanted yeah. to go in there and I wanted to go into the mill, but they were part of the escape room. Um, but I think it was the next house that we went to was the Flint House. Yeah. And that was where you had an incredibly <laughs> uncomfortable experience. That was worse. How are you feeling so far? That one was way worse than the first one. <laughs> I feel okay. I just, like, I didn't, I wish I wasn't standing in front of those two rooms. I felt this coldness, like, on my back, mm. and I just didn't like it. Um, I got lightheaded in that one. Yeah? Dara was kind of standing in, like, the corner of the room, and then I was standing with my back to these two rooms that were completely open. Mm-hmm. So, like, no doors or anything, just, like, these huge doorways. And if you, like, turned and looked behind you, it's just, like, darkness and, like, dark shapes of, yeah. like, furniture they and were stuff bedrooms, like that. I think, yeah. Too. And I, she was going and telling her story, and this, like, coldness just started like pounding my back like it was like going I could feel it over my legs like around my head my shoulders it was just like this cold breeze like pushing against me and I was like oh my god (laughs) I am not gonna I will not for my life look behind me or turn around I won't do it because I felt that there was it was like something 
was like right behind you kind of thing mm-hmm. and it made me feel so uncomfortable and she I don't know if like Adara could tell but I was like shifting around a little bit I was not <laughs> and she bit. just kept going on about the story and I was like holy crap can we leave like <laughs> I was like I was like why was I the one that had to stand in front of the doorways like why yeah and the thing is, is that like I didn't feel cold anywhere else it was just like hitting my back like no, over was, and over again. There was only one other place in the entire village that I felt a little bit of a cold yeah. spot. And which is the next one. Which is the one that we were allowed to record. Yeah. Um, this isn't the next place we went to. We went to a few places. Mm-hmm. But this is the place we were allowed to record. This is the one that Dana said she was very afraid of. Yes. And you should have seen her. Like when we first went to walk up to the door, she had to take a deep breath mm-hmm. and like like sigh like relax because she she was genuinely scared to go in and Um, we did get a picture of that moment i think yeah on your phone there should be yeah we'll be posting the pictures so we're gonna we're gonna take you into that house now we're going to leave it to dana to tell you the story and we will check back in when she's done and tell you a little bit more about our experience while we were there you can see my look of trepidation Please close the door behind you. If that door ever slammed on me, I would never come back in here. I don't need any more scares in this building. Okay, if everyone can come a little bit closer, we'll just fill in the space a little bit. From the very first day that we came to the manse, we just knew that there was something about this building. There was something uncomfortably strange about this building. And it's not just us that feels that way. Interpreters and employees of the village will often refuse to enter the building. Some of them will be assigned to work here for the day and they'll ask to transfer to another location because they just can't escape the feeling that they're being watched even though they're completely alone. Visitors who come will refuse to come in the building. It's not just those who are on our nighttime tours. Sometimes when they're here in broad daylight, they just just don't feel right about this building and they'll go on to the next one. One day, a volunteer's three-year-old niece was visiting the village and they tried to get her to come into the manse to visit and she refused to enter. She simply stood by the front door, pouting, saying that there was a mean man inside and then she turned around and walked away. I wish I could do that myself right now. (laughs) But onward, onward. So this building originally stood on Young Street. It was built by Richmond Hill Presbyterian Church as a home for their minister. The first minister to live here was a man named William Jenkins. Near the end of his life, Reverend Jenkins had some illness. He struggled quite a bit with, with sickness, and he lost some of his congregations, but he continued to give sermons right up until two weeks before his death on October, September 25th, 1843. Interpreters who have worked in this building will say that they'll be sitting here in the sitting room and they'll hear across the hall in the minister's office the sound of books being pulled off of the shelf and then the sound of pages turning as though some unseen figure is reading them. One employee will always open the Bible to a specific passage when they lock up the manse for the night. When they open up the next morning, they'll find the Bible has now been turned to a different passage. Now the Reverend was well thought of in his community when he was alive, but he was known to have a rather 
fiery spirit, let's call it, a colorful personality. He is said to have once woken a man who had fallen asleep during one of his sermons by striking him with a Bible and saying, if you won't hear the word of God, then feel it. So he was an interesting character. And it's some of the stories like that and some of the stories that we've heard and experienced ourselves have made us wonder if that fiery personality still lives on inside the house. Many people have reported that feeling of a malevolent, angry male presence in the house, particularly up on the second floor. So through that doorway, if you looked up, there's a set of stairs. And many people have looked up those stairs to see the figure of a man looking back down at them. On one of our tours, a guest came up to the guide and told her, the ghost is on the stairs, and he is very angry that we're here. And just as she said that, they heard loud, violent banging from upstairs. It was so violent that the entire house shook. There have also been reports of people being pushed down the stairs. That's why it's no longer accessible to the public. They've locked it off. We're not allowed to go up there. It just You can look up there. You just can't open that door and walk up the stairs for fear of being pushed back down. Go for it. Let me know. Oh, my God. No. Is it cold in that area at all? No. You, you would know for sure. <laughs> Some nights people say it's super cold. I'm too scared to go over there, so I've never experienced it. Now, even though the second floor is closed off to the public, that angry presence has still made itself known down here on the ground floor. On one of our tours, the guide brought her group in, and there was a young woman and a young man in the group, and they had stayed near the back, near the, near the door. And as the guide was telling her story she suddenly watched as that woman at the back flew against the wall and then down to the ground. She just flew backwards and hit it and down. And as you can imagine, there was quite a commotion after this happened. And so the guide ushered her whole group out onto the lawn. She calmed everyone down, made sure that the woman was okay, and then she asked her what had happened. The woman told her that she had been standing there holding her husband's hand when she suddenly felt a cold, harsh force, force rushed towards them and pushed them apart. She said that force was strong enough to push her back and she hit the ground. She said that it felt as though whatever that force was did not want her or our tours in the building. Now one of the reasons that I particularly don't like this building, now I've been a guide with Haunted Walk for, this is actually my 10th year, Ten years, two cities, lots of buildings, lots of haunted tours. I never had my own experience until I came to the manse. So last year, I had a double shift one night. So I had two tours. On my first tour, I had a really big group. There was probably about 25 people or so in my group, including a tall man, not unlike yourself. (laughs) And we came in. There's always a tall man. There's always trouble. So (laughs) I walked in, and and the tall man was, was... just behind me, and he immediately started to go into the kitchen, and I asked him, no, please stay in here for now. You'll have a chance to explore afterwards. I just want to tell everyone my story first. He's like, sure, no problem. Okay. Everyone got into the room. I started to tell my story, and I like to look at everybody as I'm talking, and as I'm going, scanning through the group, I see 
what looks like a tall man in the kitchen. I think, come on, I told that guy to stay in here. Dude, what are you doing? But then I kept scanning. I was like, oh, no, there he is. Okay, well, then who's that? And I keep scanning. I'm like, no, everybody's here. I counted, no. And it's amazing. When you know the stories well enough, you can have your own little dialogue in your head, and you're still talking, and you're thinking, I'm like, what's going on? And I couldn't figure out who that tall man was, but I kept looking back. My group must have thought I was going crazy. I kept looking back. Who is that tall man in there? I was sure. But then I decided, no, like I said, shadows play tricks on our eyes. It was fine. It was nothing. Okay, so I finished, finished the tour. No problem. I went back to the visitor center, and I was waiting for my next tour to start, and I was hanging out with the ticket seller. And Claire, who you all met today, she had a tour just behind mine. And when she finished her tour, and she came to greet us at the ticket ticket booth, she, um, she said, oh, a woman on my group saw the Mance Man tonight. I was like, oh, cool. Was he up on the stairs? That's where everybody sees the Mance Man. She said, no, he was in the kitchen. I'm like, what? I'm like, I thought I saw somebody in the kitchen tonight. She's like, was he really tall? Like, yeah, he was really tall. She, Did he have a big nose? Well, I didn't notice the nose, but he was definitely really tall. So that was my experience. And so, I, like I said, if you want to go explore the kitchen, you're welcome to see it. Um, so on that same night when I saw the tall man in the kitchen, on my second tour, we were, well, I let everybody explore the kitchen. And um, I told a story earlier about how a tour guide used to knock three times on the door when she came in, and um, sometimes she'd get three knocks back. So one of the women on my tour that night had a cane, and so she and another woman, it was a, one big family together, and so there was two women and two um, young men had come in here, and she decided to knock with her cane three times. And is the rocking chair there behind you? So as soon as she knocked three times, that rocking chair, now I didn't witness this myself, but as soon as she knocked, she came running out of the kitchen screaming, and I wanted to bolt, but I asked what happened, and she said the chair just started rocking, like really deliberately, as soon as she knocked three times. So she and the other woman ran out of the kitchen, and the two young men stood here, and they, I, could, I looked in the kitchen, and they were just staring at the, at the chair, and they told me that as quickly as it had started rocking, it just stopped, like on a dime. And after we finished up, she went to knock one more time, and the chair didn't move at all. So don't know what that was, but uh, anyway. If you're ready, we'll head back out. I'll meet you outside. <laughs> And then oh, I feel better. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's no, the worst. Nice the worst part is yeah. in the beginning of the story. Before you said that people usually see him in that doorway at the top of the stairs, uh -huh. I thought there was somebody there, and I, that's where I was staring. And then you said that, and I was like, okay. <laughs> so we actually used to talk last year. We talked about the second reverend who lived in here, who's a man named James Dick. And it was actually after my experience that um, they looked up to see who the other guy or the other reverend was. Um, so I had Googled Reverend Dick, and I saw a picture of him, like, he was, he looked very pleasant, he was very bushy beard, and kind of short and, and squat, um, I'm like, that doesn't look like the guy I saw, for sure, and then, um, my manager texted me a picture, and it wasn't like a, an actual photo, but, you know, the silhouette profile pictures that they would do, and she's like, what about this, I'm like, that's the type of, like, he had, like, a really prominent nose, and he just thought, had that, like, that shorter haircut and just yeah. a proper like he looked like he had a presence I'm like that is the presence that I saw in the kitchen she's like yeah that's Reverend Jenkins he lived in that house I'm like oh I bet it was him and not Reverend Dick so now we've changed it and we talk about Reverend Jenkins now so. look nothing happens nothing good happens if someone's named Jenkins yeah it's true <laughs> Jenkins <laughs> okay
you guys can see just how, like, first of all, how amazing Dana was at telling yeah. stories and everything. She's great at telling stories. We highly recommend going on the ghost walk yeah. yourself so and you I'm can sure see the rest of the building. Even if you don't get Dana herself, everybody else that works in the on that program is mm-hmm. equally as amazing. And another interesting thing, just on a side note before we get into the manse, um, she was saying that the stories often change, not only from tour to tour, but like from year to year, where the tour guides will like swap like little stories yeah. between themselves of experiences that people had while they were on their tours and everything's like everything keeps changing and developing. Yeah. And, and then they're like, Oh, that happened on my tour. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> like, we we kind of added to that in an upcoming house. But yeah, anyway. we'll tell you. <laughs> um Yeah, so the manse was that was an interesting one. Very it, uncomfortable. Very I felt un- uncomfortable in there. I But not but almost not as much as the Flynn house. I don't know why. Well, here, here's the thing for, yeah, for you, for the Flynn house, it kind of seemed like, you know, when you're a kid and you think there's a monster behind you, so yes. you just go into the covers and yeah. you're like, if I can't see it, it can't get me. Yeah. That's kind of the way. It's exactly how it was. And I was like, I'm not turning. <laughs> I will not. When, when I didn't feel anything at Flynn house and when we went into, when we went, when we went into the manse, I didn't really feel anything. And no. I was standing next to Dana cause I, I wanted to make sure I had my mic up so that I could catch her audio really well. Yeah. Um, so I was standing directly next to her and we had our backs to the corner of the house and we were facing like outwards into the main room. So I could see the entrance. I could see the door to the kitchen, which of course you've heard the story is part of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could also see the door that leads to the stairs that go up to the second level. That's com- blocked off. Yeah. But when we first went in and she started telling the story, I didn't realize because there were so many people in our group and we had crowded into the room, I didn't realize that the stairway going up was blocked off. Yeah. Because I kept, when she started telling the story, I kept like flicking my eyes over to that like doorway because it wasn't lit up. Yeah. But I could have sworn there was someone standing there. I really? was like, it's, it's really weird. Like, I, I think I see... Like, did someone go into the stairwell? Did, yeah. did one of our, like, tour members go upstairs? Oh. Are we allowed to do that? I was like, what the hell's going on? And then yeah. she mentioned that that was a stairwell that go up, and that's where people have seen the apparition. Yeah. Um, or have been pushed down those stairs a few times. And as soon as she said that, it was like everything in my body hit the floor. And I'm like, yeah, oh. Like, so there isn't someone. Okay. <laughs> there isn't <laughs> a person course, standing there. <laughs> and then, of course, like, our tour group, it, it split, and I saw that it was in fact, blocked off, and you could yeah. go up there, and I was like, okay. That was the first, like, like, visceral reaction that I had to something that she was saying, where it was, like, it was just kind of this offhand, like, oh, I wonder which one of our group members went into the stairwell, mm-hmm. and turned into, oh, we can't get into the stairwell, what the hell yeah. was that? <laughs> then there was that guy, like, people kind of ignored him, man. but he went and yeah. he, like, stuck his hand in there. Yeah. He, like, stuck it in. And then he, like, pulled it out and, like, pretended, like, he's like, ah, oh, like yeah. that. But, like, pretended that nothing happened. And he did it again, but then he drew it back, like, so fast. But he did it quietly the second time. He did it quietly, and, like, I looked at his face, and he, like, his eyes were wide, and he was generally looked scared, and he's like, I heard a creaking sound. And that's but, also... But, like, people kind of laughed it off or whatever, but I'm thinking, Because like, he was kind of the goofball of the group. Yeah, but I, like, looked at him, and he was not, like, smiling or anything. <laughs> he was just, like... Unless he's a really good actor, but... No. When we did go over there, um... And I, yeah. again, we probably have audio of this part where <laughs> yeah. I was looking up into the stairwell and I went, I moved to leave and Kenzie came and she's like, you're not leaving me. <laughs> I was like, you're looking with me. Look with me, okay? It's definitely cold over here. 
don't want to stick my hand in though. It felt like a draft. Like it did. Yeah. It was cooler. I did there. stick my hand out a little bit, and it felt cold. Mm-hmm. I think it's like buildings can be drafty. So. Yeah, especially old buildings. Yeah. Which we definitely. But like, just the fact nice. that like we knew the story behind it and like yeah. stuck her hand in there, it's like okay. Although she said that the apparition that she had seen was in the kitchen. I didn't yeah. feel anything while we were. I felt in the fine kitchen. in the kitchen. Yeah, there's a rocking chair that. That was mo- part of the story move. that was yeah. like moving, and mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't. I felt fine in the kitchen. I think yeah. if we had been able to go upstairs, there was also a bit. lot of people in the kitchen Which, too. Yeah, but but during that time with the rocking chair, I believe it was only a couple that were there. Yeah, so that that could have just been also the energy of of the people walking around and stuff like that. Generally, as you could tell in the last Black Creek, uh, not Black Creek, the last Pioneer Village one, they seemed to have less activity when, when there's, there's a lot more, more people. people in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then um, we started walking out of the manse, and then we we both wanted to go in the middle of this building. We're like, we I wanted to go, to go so, bad. so bad. And then for some know. reason, as we were walking by, some guy screamed. Oh, oh, my Jesus Christ. Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> screamed inside the mill. And I was like, oh. <laughs> he yeah. like genuinely jump. I was I like, what jumped was out that? Of my skin. That was so funny. Although, just just a word on the mill in general. I don't I don't think. Oh, I mean, I'm sure the mill was probably also haunted, but it wasn't like a spiritual energy that was drawing to me to the mill. No. I'm just fascinated by giant machinery. Yeah, and I wanted it to look so look nice. At it. And yeah. it was by water. Yeah, it looked really nice. Water. Yeah. <laughs> so we did actually. So this is when Adara saw. Actually, you want to say it? This is b- before we entered the manse, Adara saw something in a building. Because we, we passed the building yeah. first and then went to the manse. Yeah, so when we when we did on the tour, um, we came into the village and then we kind of did a circle. So we skipped a couple houses that we, we got to on our way back. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was saying, when we were standing outside of the halfway house, um, she stood kind of underneath a street sign and was giving us a little bit of information on the halfway house, even though we couldn't go in there. And we were facing another house that was kind of across the street. And while she was talking, I wasn't listening to a single goddamn word she was saying. Mm-hmm. Because I was staring at the house that was just over her shoulder. Because I had thought I had seen somebody in the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That freaked me out. I thought there was somebody in the house. Really? Well, they're my feet. They're my Yeah. Come <laughs> back, actually. So I was just staring at the house because I was trying to figure out and determine if there was another tour group that was just ahead of us or behind us. Um, and like if that was another group that I was seeing, because I saw somebody very distinctly standing in the window and then pass by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of in the upper, like my right hand yeah. side window. And I remember you asking me, you're just like, is someone up there? Yeah, did you see another group go in there, or is there another group in there? Yeah. And as we were walking by, we were having this little muddled conversation, and we looked into the windows, and you can see another light shining from Yeah, the there's light. It's lit up in there. It's like, lit up in there, yeah. So, so I that's thought, why I, like, when she asked me that, I, I assumed, because, like, I kind of saw a little bit of movement, and then I saw the light, and I was like, oh, yeah, there's someone in there. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. We, we went to the manse thinking, like, oh, yeah, there's yeah, another the group in there. all of the other houses, like... This yeah. is our, I think this was the last stop. Yeah. Was this house. Because we didn't know we were going in that house. No, we didn't. We Well, actually, when we when we determined that there was probably other people in there, I just kind of chalked it up to being part of the escape yeah. room. I was like, oh, okay, so that's one that we can't go into. Yeah. Okay, fine. Forget yeah. about it. We're moving on. 
Yeah. We do the entire tour. This is the last stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to this house, which is the Berwick house. Yeah. Um, I remember we asked. We asked Dana. Yeah. As, as I think it was as we were coming up to the door, because um, Dana would wait at the door to just as our group slowly started to trickle around her mm-hmm. before we went into each house. And um, we kind of stuck by her. So we were we were standing by the door, and while we were waiting for the rest of the group to gather, I looked at Dana, I'm just like, this is where I thought I saw someone in the window. This is another one that, you should know, I thought I saw someone in the window when we walked past the person. Is there people in there? So we do we do go inside, and you're allowed to walk up, so there may have been another tour. Okay. There, okay. Had, there were other tourists, so it's possible. I think there was a 7.30. No, like There's only, we have a lantern ago. up there. A couple minutes ago? Like when, when we, walked when by we the passed by it. Oh, like when we were leaving Flynn House and yeah. going, so that would have been around. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> okay, cool. okay, cool. Sorry. Shouldn't have been anybody. Dana was saying that the majority of people who go into that house just feel really sad. Yeah, it's and a I, sad spirit. It's a yeah, it is a sad. But I didn't get that feeling. And when we, when we went into the house, I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't feel anything. No. When we, when we walked in, it was more just in my mind. I was like, I thought I saw something. So I just kind of had that hanging over me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have, like, it wasn't like walking into Don Jail where it yeah. was like, ooh, this is this is really heavy and it's like weighing on my shoulders. This was just, it just kind of felt normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you felt when we first walked in. I was scared in the beginning because she told us that she saw, that another previous tour guide saw a woman sitting on the sofa oh, when she right. opened the door. She opened, yeah. This was another tour guide, not Dana, but yeah. she said, like, she opened the door and there was a woman staring, making direct eye contact with her when she opened. Because when you open it, there's a room on the side with a, yeah. uh, with a couch. And the, so she, like, shut it. <laughs> she, like, turned to the tour and she's like, okay. I forgot about that. I forgot about that story. That's really funny, though, because that scared you. But as soon as she said, told me that story, I was like, okay, I'm going to be the first one in the door and I'm going to look. <laughs> just, just yeah. Because yeah. so I'm like, maybe I'll see my my little shadow. Yeah. Um, I didn't see anything. Though, no. Just, no, I didn't see anything either. Um, but, yeah, um, so it was a little bit sensational when we were coming yeah. in. But when we were standing there and Dana was standing on the stairs, we were all standing in the furniture's way. I felt fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Dana finished her story, she told us we were allowed to explore the house. Yeah. So we went upstairs, like, immediately I made a beeline to the room where I thought I saw yeah. somebody. Um, and again, when we were upstairs, I didn't steal anything. No? Um, I was, the room where I saw something pass through the window was, like, it creeped me out. There was a rocking horse directly in front of the window. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Um, so that was a little bit... Yeah. Adair was like, oh. I was like, what she looked like. Uh, yeah. I did not like that horse, but... Um, I felt it was colder up there than the it other was. places. Yeah, but yeah. it was still, like, I didn't feel any of the... Like, I didn't I didn't feel sad. I didn't feel anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did find there's this website called theparanormalseekers.ca, and they went through uh, Black Creek Pioneer Village. And they're very much, like, ghost hunter types. They yeah. go in with their equipment, and they try to con- contact them. And in their section on Berwick House, um, one of the women said that that little rocking horse contained part of the spirit. Like, it, oh, like, okay. it was, like, evil and that kind of thing. Oh. So. Jeez. I was like, maybe that's why I had such an adverse reaction. Yeah. yeah. That and the fact that it was in that room that you saw that, something past the window. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't get me. 
until we went back downstairs. Until we went back downstairs. There was, like, the thing is, is that before we did that, there was a woman that went into the kitchen and was, like, ha, 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 like, did, like, a no, cackle was after. like that. that was, was after? after, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. Adara went, <laughs> Adara walked towards the kitchen, which is at the back of the house after we went downstairs. Yeah. And I don't know, like, you want to tell, like, what happened for you, and then I'll tell you, then I'll say, like... What you saw. Yeah. Okay. So, for me, okay, we come downstairs, and um, I, you know, riff with Dana just a little bit, like, oh, I didn't see my person, although it feels a little weird up there. Yeah. I turn the corner, and we go back to the back of the house, and there's, um... Am I remembering correctly? Was there three? Was there one on each side, and then the kitchen in the front? Or was it just? The I think one there on the was one just side? one on the right side. Okay. Yeah. So we walk back there, and um, we look into the one that's on the left hand side. It's another room. I don't remember what's in that room at no, all. No, it was um, like nothing. It might have been like the back part of another room. Yeah. So I'm I'm just kind of like looking over. Ken- Kenzie's like ahead of me, and she's standing there, and I'm looking over Kenzie's shoulder into that room. I get bored really fast. Yeah. My attention span is like a goldfish. So yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna look into the one that's directly ahead, and I go and I turn to look into this room and I go to take a step and I stop because there's a barrier in front of me, right? Yeah. It's, it's blocked off because the parts of these pioneer houses are blocked off. You can't actually. Yeah. They have like the little ropes in front of the doors yeah, and stuff. Or like wood barriers. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. there's a rope here. I can't go in. So I'm just kind of like staring into yeah. the room. So and then, then I, and I then, follow you. <laughs> I follow you. I come me. and I run right into you. And I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, like, what you stopped. You <laughs> I'm like, well, we can't go in there. There's a rope. Yeah. And then I look down. There is no rope. There is no rope there. <laughs> so I'm standing there, and even as even though I can see there's no barrier stopping no. me from entering the kitchen, there is nothing I can do in my body to make myself take a step forward. And yeah. I looked at Kenzie, I'm like, I'm not going in there. Yeah. Like, I, I couldn't, I could not physically bring myself to do it. And it wasn't even anymore the mental block of there's mm-hmm. an actual barrier there, or even it oh, felt I, wrong. It felt wrong. Like I tried to move my foot forward, and yeah. even the thought of stepping forward into that room mm-hmm. just made my entire body recoil backwards. Yeah. I don't know. It just feels like there's something here that won't let me pass. Yeah, I feel like really weird going in. Yeah, I'm not going in there. felt so wrong it's like mm-hmm. it's when people say like don't touch things at museums and you go to reach out and you're like no I can't do that <laughs> yeah, like yeah. but like when I did it I was like I can't go in there either yeah like it was like it was like a stage and you're not allowed to go on the stage it was just like it felt yeah so wrong and like no and we're just yeah. like we just looked at the kitchen and we're like okay <laughs> uh, I was like yep yeah, no I'm done and I yeah. came back and I returned to Dana yeah so we walked back and every the the rest of the tour group is still kind of milling about yeah. the house. Um, I get back to Dana and I look at Dana and I'm like, hey, so is there anything story-wise to do with the kitchen? Because yeah. I could not bring myself to go in there. Is there anything to do with the kitchen at all? Or? Nothing. That, so nothing that I've heard. Okay. Um, I did On one of my tours last weekend, I did have two separate people say that as they got to the threshold of that door, they felt a tingle in their arm. I, that's what yeah, I literally just like said. I couldn't in. go in. Yeah. That's literally what they said, that they, they, like there's a tingle in their arm and like, like, they, they, they weren't in. supposed to go inside. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. That's literally what they said. So okay. You're now okay. two, cool. two weeks. 
weekends in a row that I've had somebody say that about okay, the kitchen, good. so I don't know what that's all about. You could tell Dana was freaked out a little bit because she's like, someone told her the exact same thing, and then we just came up to her and told her, and she said, I have to look into that. Yeah, because... it's a new story in development. Yeah. yeah. So who knows, maybe next time you take a ghost tour, that'll be part of it. But yeah, Berwick House Kitchen, I could not... I don't even know how to, I have never had a physical reaction like that before to anything Mm -hmm. and nothing that we've done on the podcast before, nothing that I've had prior to starting the podcast. It's just, it's never happened for me. I've never seen a Dara like that. Like all the places we've been to, all the stuff we would, like I could, she looked just like genuinely looked uncomfortable and that like she was like serious and just, she's like, I can't go in there. We're like, okay. Well, see, I'm, I'm very, I'm very much on the, you know, like if we hear a story about, oh, if you say this girl's name three times on this bridge or whatever, I'm just like, okay, let's go. Let's do it. Let's see. (laughs) Yeah. Let's see if we can see something. I'm very like. Yeah. She's a very like go-getter in that way where like she doesn't care. It's almost, it's almost, it's not that I don't like believe in the existence is more that I don't believe in the violence of mm-hmm. the existence and it's not you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it can't touch me. Like let's yeah. let's do this. But that that was yeah. that was completely different. Yeah. I I couldn't do it. Yeah. And then uh we left the house and we walked back to the front and we got an opportunity to talk to Dana after the tour. Yeah, and she told well, us about like well, we'll let her yeah, we'll, we'll let her, our little interview with Dana now. Yeah. I, I actually consider myself a, a healthy skeptic. Um, so it wasn't so much the ghost that got me into it, but the, um, the performance. So I used to do a lot of community theatre. And my sister was actually a tour guide in Ottawa uh, when she was going to school at University of Ottawa. And then when I was at school at U of O, I was like, oh, maybe... I can do that too and then um, I quickly fell in love with the company and the ghost stories and that's when Mm -hmm. I became um, a fan of ghost stories and I you know I worked for so long without having my own experience and all my fellow guides were like this crazy thing happened to me in this building and then this happened to me here and I was starting to take it really personally and I wasn't having my own experience so yeah um, yeah, I, I don't consider myself like a firm believer. Um, I'm, a, you know, open-minded for sure. And it wasn't until I had my first experience last year that I finally started to think, okay, here we go. Now I can start really <laughs> thinking about this. Yeah. So I like to, yeah, it's a healthy skepticism, I guess. But, um, but I definitely, since starting with the company, have uh, have fallen in love with ghost stories. Like I occasionally will yeah. feel things, and that's that's okay. I yeah. don't mind it. It's when I start to feel nauseous or yeah. uneasy. Like I was yeah. feeling a little uneasy in Berwick House tonight. Like was it the last the one? last house yeah. we were yeah, in? So yeah, so were we. Yeah, yeah. I did not like that. Is there a reason why you didn't want to go upstairs in the other house? Was and it just a just for my own yeah, because I just get too spooked out. I do occasionally go upstairs, yeah. um, but I don't like to. Why I, is that? Like what is it? <laughs> It's just because it's, because it is such, it's known as such a haunted house. And although I don't typically feel all that uneasy in there, everyone else really does. Yeah. And it's especially on the second floor. And I just, I have to go in these buildings over and over and over again. I just prefer to keep it safe. I stay by the doors. Mm -hmm. I let everyone else explore. As skeptical as I try to be, I'm also terrified. <laughs> so yeah. it's like there's like a famous quote like, are you afraid of ghosts? No. Or do you, do you believe in ghosts? No, but I am afraid of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's definitely how I feel. Cause, uh, so I just, I, it's really just a comfort level. Like I, mm-hmm. if I were to go every night and do those things that 
give me the creeps, I don't think I could keep doing these tours. What do you usually hear, like when you take people on tours, I noticed that you told us that we didn't feel like we could be comfortable at the kitchen. Is there Mm -hmm. anything else that other people have said on tours that were similar or what do people say when they go around? Do they see anything? So sometimes people will see things in windows. I get that a lot. Like in the manse, as you're leaving the church and coming from the side, people will sometimes see something in that window on the Mm. side. Um, The cold air by yeah. the stairwell like nobody seemed to notice it tonight but they, people have like a cold burst of air as if there's an air conditioner blasting yeah, from that stairwell um, which is odd because it that shouldn't be and um, um, and yeah that, that was the first time though with the going into the kitchen that I've really been struck by something like because mm. it's you know people see things in windows or they'll find orbs in their pictures and things like that that those things tend to be fairly common or they'll see mm-hmm. shadows but um, for two different people on two different tours or four different people really essentially yeah. over two different tours to describe the same feeling and almost the exact same words like yeah. it felt like I couldn't go in the room yeah. uh that really struck me so I'm going to be paying close attention yeah. to that now well, I feel like there was like a rope across the well, door like we shouldn't exactly be going in there yeah we were looking at the other two and I turned to shine my light into the kitchen and Kenzie was behind me yeah. and I felt Kenzie kind of bump into me because she was expecting me to move yeah but I was I wasn't moving I was about to turn around and be like yeah. Kenzie, there's a barrier here and then I looked and there wasn't no and I was literally just standing my toes were on the threshold yeah like I can't yeah Yeah. like I went to try and like stick my leg and I'm like this feels so wrong and it was the same on my tour last weekend it was two it was teenage girls and they um one of them did the same thing kind of stopped I was by the front door but I saw her kind of stop by the threshold there and then uh, her friend was like oh my arm feels really weird she's like yeah I have a tingle she's like yeah a tingle and they like both got all excited (laughs) about the tingle word and and they both had the same experience so uh yeah, that's so. Yeah. That might be a new thing I gotta watch yeah. for. <laughs> yeah. I'll talk to the other guides to see if they've noticed anything as well, because that's how these stories start, right? Like, yeah. I'll see a shadow on my tour, and then once somebody else mentions it, I'm like, oh, hey, we may have seen the same thing, or mm-hmm. like, you know, we just all start to swap experiences and things that are. And again, it might sound like an innocuous thing that a member of my tour says, like, oh, I thought I saw somebody in that window, yeah. and okay, I don't think too much of it, but then as soon as I say it to another guide, and they're like, no, somebody on my tour saw it too, and then we start to connect the dots. So that's why even quick side remarks, I'll I'll still share it with other guides just in case because there's so much going on here, and it seems like every year we have new experiences and new things to add to our tour. Yeah. Yeah. Is it normally the same buildings? Like, are are other buildings haunted too, and you just... We can't go in all of them, or those just like the most haunted ones. So we have, to be honest, we got most like we got the haunted ones for yeah. sure. The only other one that, um, well, so we know stories about Roblin's Mill as well, yeah. which yes. we went by. <laughs> like I guess there's some um, equipment, um, like a mill equipment in there that was like dismantled at one point or something, and then. Um, when somebody went into the mill, it had not only been put back together, but was now operating. Oh. Even though it should, like, no one had done that. Yeah, <laughs> and I was, suddenly. I was really drawn to the mill. Yeah. Just, oh, we were yeah. walking by, I'm like, I want to go in, I want to go in, I want to go in. And I yeah. don't know why. Maybe it's just because I have a weird obsession with giant machinery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so I've, I've never, honestly, no. you know, not, not outside of my ghost stories. I mean, other times I've had feelings, like there there was one other night besides tonight where the Berwick house made me uneasy and it was last year and I, I literally was sick to my stomach until I left the house. I just yeah. felt uneasy. Um, there was another time when I was doing a tour of the old Ottawa jail and I did that tour hundreds of times and it was always fine. And this one night I had a group um, and we were up on death row and I just all of a sudden, I, 
this feeling came over my whole body like I need to leave right now yeah I don't want to be standing here mm -hmm. and I I just like kind of cut parts of the story out my kid yeah. let's go yeah. I, yeah. I didn't want to let on to everybody that was that I was freaked out so I didn't yeah. want to scare people but I had to leave yeah. um, and I just you know told the rest of the story somewhere else because I did <laughs> yeah. not want to be on death row anymore no. so there I've had feelings like that um, but I've, I've never had my own experience um, yeah. outside of the tours yeah I I and part of me wishes I would because I find them fascinating stories yeah. but um, part of me is okay that I don't <laughs> yeah I, I'm scared enough as it is. Yeah, I mean, you've got enough yeah. tours already. You don't need it outside yeah. of the tour I'd like well. to. I'd like to keep doing my job, so yeah. I don't want to be totally scared off. Okay. That's pretty much it. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was really fun. Um, great ghost tour. If any of you have been on a ghost tour before, recommend some to us because yeah. I would totally love to go on like, way more. If you've been on a tour and you've had similar experiences to mm -hmm. what we've described and like trying to get into kitchens and stuff like that yeah um let us know like tell us your personal stories we want to hear them especially coming up to halloween maybe we'll do a special listener episode we've got a little bit more content coming up for you guys mm -hmm. we're doing we're going to be doing a special halloween episode released on the 31st and since we're a paranormal podcast and we already talk about a lot of ghosts and aliens and stuff like <laughs> that we're going to for halloween we're not going to cover a specific ghost story um we're going to cover something a little bit more on the scientifically unexplained side yeah so we're doing an episode on cryptids yes and you if you don't know what cryptids mashing. are it's like bigfoot um yeah cryptids are animals that aren't scientifically mothman like you we can't prove or disprove disprove their yeah. existence yeah. In any way. So you'll expect that on the 31st, just because it's October and we're going to do an extra episode for you guys. Yes. And um, I need an excuse to scream about the fact that Bigfoot <laughs> might also be the Chupacabra <laughs> and both of them might be an alien. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess this that's is, just this a, is what you've a look to. into what I'm going to be expecting. <laughs> look, there is a story about Bigfoot turning into a creature that looks like the Chupacabra. Oh, God. Okay, well, you guys and will have a lot to look forward to for that day. Um, our next... <laughs> Our next full episode on November 4th will be on Fort York National Historic Site. Yes. With the lovely Ewan. Yes. Oh, I can't wait to meet him. He seems so lovely. Yeah. So that is it for the episode this week. We really enjoyed. We yes. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. It was so much fun. Yes. Yeah. And thank you for listening. Thank you so much for all of your support, you guys. Yeah. You guys are the best. Um, but also remember that downloading isn't the only support that you can give us. <laughs> you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook for all of the updates. Yeah. And we will soon have a website going. Yes. We um, will be posting pictures from the tour on Instagram, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Instagram and Twitter. So if you want to see the atmosphere, what it looked like, stuff, the houses that was actually pictures from the houses, our gorgeous tour guide. Yeah, then uh, go on to there and email us with your personal stories at demento.podcast.gmail.com. Okay, bye guys. Yeah, I can't just try to wrap this up before I scream about aliens. <laughs> <Yeah>. so far. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Dead Men Don't Podcast is hosted by us, Adara and Kenzie. Original music has been provided by Ethan Reed. Find us on social media at Dead Men Don't Pod on Twitter, at Dead Men Don't Podcast on Instagram, Dead Men Don't Podcast on Facebook, and email us at deadmendontpodcast at gmail.com. 
You can follow our composer, Ethan, on Instagram at, at Ethan A. Reed. Find all of these links and more in the description. Thanks for listening. <laughs>